You're listening to the ESO Network, your station for all things geek. Um, I bought a special candy because it was on sale. It's just Hershey's milk chocolate, but it's DC superhero. Woo! And they have little imprints on them. Mm-hmm. So they're special. So they're special. They have a bunch of them. Oh, there's even Cyborg. I was going to say Cyborg. Green Lantern. Octopus. Gordon. <laughs> Wonder Woman. A Batman somewhere. Diana Prance. The Flash. So yeah. Barry Ellen. Sorry, I'm just changing one letter in all of them. Barry <laughs> Allen. Yep. <laughs> Clark so, Kent. <laughs> That's rude. There's not a really good way to change Bruce Wayne because of the why. It's true. Mm, Bruce Wayne-y. <laughs> yeah. None are as good as fucking Diana Prance. That's so <laughs> stupid. I'm mad. All right. Yep. I'm Brittany Vitrino. I'm Martha Bartlett. And this is But First, Let's, Let's Talk Nerdy. Clank. All right, we got it. <laughs> we did it. I'm First doing try. a good job out of spite. All right, everything's fine. It's episode 44. It's episode Martha's 44. going for, for worst. I'm going for worst on <laughs> episode 44. My name is Martha Bartlett. <laughs> and I'm from Borstorn. From Borstorn. <laughs> Everything has to have an OR in it. Just put an OR in everything anytime there's supposed to be a vowel. Oh, shit. Morthor, board lord. <laughs> All right, what the fuck are you talking about today? today? I'm going to be talking about Monica Rambo. Ah, yay! Fuck yes. And her a thousand names, and also why she's an ultra boss, and a bunch of other shit. So, no spoilers about what's going on in WandaVision. <sighs> There's a lot of fucking shit. <sighs> Going on. <laughs> That's how I feel about WandaVision. I'm gonna fucking poke you in the <laughs> eye. Oh my god. But we are getting some like serious fucking Monica Rambo action. And as an amazing character who constantly doesn't get her dues, I'm so, so, so fucking hype. And I'm so, so, so ready for everything to like explode and be everything. So today we aren't talking about WandaVision and how it's so goddamn good or anything else about spoilers, <laughs> but we are talking about who Monica Rambeau is in the comics. Let's go. Yeah. So my sources are Marvel, Fandom, Wikipedia, and then also um, an article before WandaVision, how Monica Rambeau really got her Captain Marvel powers on CBR. And the unfortunate and obscure history of Monica Rambeau, the first female Captain Marvel by James Whitlock. So, Monica's creation as Captain Marvel extends beyond her own origins and back into the complicated history of the first Captain Marvel, who is called Captain Marvel. <laughs> Thank you. Yeah. So he's Captain Marvel, but his real name is Marvel. Yes. Uh huh. And he's a Cree alien. Yes. So the original. Like, first Captain Marvel was created in 1967, basically so that Marvel could capitalize on a lapsed trademark. The whole Captain Marvel name could have its own shitty fucking soap opera. Yes, my favorite. I know. Basically, throughout the 1940s, uh, Fawcett Comics published uh, the wildly popular adventures of Billy Batson, a boy who could transform into the superhero Captain Marvel with the cry of the magic word Shazam. 
So, like, Fawcett Comics had their weird Shazam Captain Marvel thing. But DC sued Fawcett in the early 1950s. Because he yelled Shazam to get his powers? No. So Shazam is Captain Marvel. Oh! Why was I thinking Shazam was fucking DC? He is. So. I'm so confused! Hold on. Already! We're getting there. Okay. Like, literally, this is, like, the, like, smallest bit, but it's still very confusing. Okay. So... Basically, I need a chart. Fawcett Comics. Fawcett Comics. Owns Billy Batson, who transforms into Captain Marvel when he yells Shazam. Okay. DC sues Fawcett in the 50s, basically being like, it's too close to Superman, which is like, I feel like. that's why they sued him? I know, right? Some serious bullshit. Like, it's really not that close, but okay. At all. Yeah. But I'm sure they had more money and Fawcett was small. So, uh. Hey, I've never even heard of Fawcett. Exactly. They're gone now. Fuck you, DC. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I mean, it's not like Marvel hasn't done that to a dozen know, other I'm things. Sure. Fawcett was uh, forced to end the comics because of the lawsuit. And then Marvel was like, yoink. Uh, now that that name is up for grabs, we are going to take it. So, and that's when they created their own cosmic superhero, basically just so they could sit on the title and say, like, yes, this is our person. And so that DC and everybody else couldn't get back into it. So DC's Captain Marvel is the same Captain Marvel as the Fawcett one. So they were like, um, you copied us. And then they were like, actually, it's ours. (laughs) And then... Into- you copied Superman, but now that we've made bankrupted you, we're just going to take your we're idea. We're just going to take your idea and your character and literally everything, like, exactly. <laughs> like, nothing's changed. It's I was just- like, he literally yelled Shazam. Yeah. And then, um, so back... And normal people don't yell Shazam. No. In back in 2011, Marvel forced DC to change his name to Shazam instead of Captain Marvel. Okay. Mm-hmm. Lawsuits all over the place. Yes. Yeah. It was messy. You know what? You deserve that, though, DC, because you just fucking stole. Yeah, I didn't from know Fawcett. that about that because I always thought that like the Captain Marvel thing was their original thing, and then Marvel was like, "Actually, it's our name." And it turns out everybody's a douchebag. Apparently, you all yeah, who are out of business because mm-hmm. you all suck. <laughs> yep. <laughs> the Captain Marvel series with fucking Marvel as the titular character, yeah, was was not popular. <laughs> Shockingly, not super interesting. And Marvel was like, well, we still need to keep the name under our own ownership, so we will just keep doing different fucking things with it. So annoying. And yeah, just it doesn't matter how much you change Marvel for the Kree Empire. He's boring. Yeah, he's boring. Move on from him. Yeah, I'm sorry. Captain Marvel was published intermittently throughout the 70s, um, including a, a spin-off, Ms. Marvel, which is Carol Danvers. And that's where that ball started. Um, <laughs> and then they realized where they needed to go. <laughs> but ultimately, the decision was made to kill off Marvel and replace him. Yes. Which, not, good choice. Not the worst idea. <laughs> um, Captain Marvel succumbed to cancer in one of Marvel's first ever graphic novels, The Death of Captain Marvel, in 1982. It's one of those the death of death of Vegeta episodes where you're like, well, I know what's gonna happen. Should I even buy it? <laughs> I wonder how this ends. Um, however, the company still needed to use his name in order to maintain control, and that's where we get Monica Rambeau. Also, yes. here's another fun fact: 
Uh, Carol Danvers is the seventh person to hold the Captain Marvel. That's mantle. crazy. Yeah. Considering she's been Ms. Marvel for so long yeah. that they took forever to just fucking give her Captain Marvel. Yeah. Well, like, there's so much other... It's a lot of... We'll get into it a little bit. We don't get into all of the people because there's a bunch of fucking nonsense. But there's at least one that we're both going to be mad about. We are. It's true. (laughs) Monica made her debut in the 1982 Amazing Spider-Man annual, um, number 16. And she was a lieutenant for the New Orleans Harbor Patrol. And had been passed over for a promotion due to either her unorthodox methods or because she was a woman. A black woman. Yeah. Um, That's the reason. Yeah. Who (laughs) rubbed her less enlightened peers the wrong way. I'm sure it was a combination of both where they were like, you're not doing things by the book. And because you're a black woman, you have to do things exactly by the book. Also, we don't want to give it to you because we're shitty. Because we're white men and we don't do anything by the book. But if you do it wrong, we're going to point it out because you're a black woman. So the, the guy who's... I'm very mad at white men today. Is actually black. Oh. But, or is not giving her the promotion. He's black. But like, still. Sexism is still there. Yep. I bet he doesn't follow the rules. Where are they? New York? New Orleans. Oh, you said that. Yeah, it's fine. I said new and that's all you needed to hear. <laughs> If you hear new and Marvel, it's probably New York, and that's not unfair. (laughs) Speaking of which, why would you live in New York if you lived in the Marvel Universe? You're a bad job. It's a bad choice is what she was going. (laughs) (laughs) You're a bad job. (laughs) You made a bad choice. Yeah, there we go. You did a bad job. (laughs) Yes. I will translate. Thank you. I needed help with that. Oh, God. Um, Every time you do something dumb now, I'm just going to call you a bad job. <laughs> I, Martha, you're being a bad job. Chill the fuck out. <laughs> to myself? I have so many regrets. Uh, 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 okay, cool. Awesome. Um, okay, so uh, basically she doesn't get this fucking promotion because everybody she works with is shitty. Boom. Um, reflecting the stuff we're seeing on WandaVision. I hope that guy dies soon. Oh my god, me fucking too. Mm -hmm. Uh, However, everything changed when she met Professor Andre Leclerc, a friend of her grandfather's from the war. Uh, He asked her to help him investigate a man who had built a device more powerful than even the atomic bomb. Which, Bummer. yeah, I would say, don't I mean, do that. Yeah. just don't, we don't do like, it. I, don't I appreciate it. people who are like heroes and stuff like that, but like, also don't. Oh, are you saying don't make a thing? Yeah. yeah. Don't make a thing. Yeah. But also don't. like, don't be a hero because mm. it's the worst. Yeah. Also don't do that. Mm-hmm. Of course, everything Oof. went fucking wrong. Yeah, of course it did. Nonsense. And she ended up exposed to uh, extra dimensional energy and that ended up giving her powers. Uh, she did end up helping Leclerc escape from all of this and make sure that he was not, like, also, like, ripped apart and given powers and blah, blah, blah. And then, in return, he helped her master her powers and helped her come up with, like, a suit that worked with her weird powers as well. She was struggling with control of her powers for a little bit, and she um, met up with the Avengers and Spider-Man and the Thing and blah, blah, blah. They helped her out, and then she became the newest member of the Avengers. Sweet. Mm-hmm. Also, the first uh, black woman to be an Avenger. Oh, sweet. Right? And so regarding the whole, like, now your name is Captain Marvel thing, 
the media basically was like calling her Captain Marvel and she was like, yeah, that works. Okay. And then Ben Grimm was like, um, so there was a dude who used to use that name. And then he was like, but probably wouldn't mind. And then he said, I probably ain't the only thing in the world either. Ben Grimm, you continue yeah. to be the only, I was gonna say, the only four thing good about the Fantastic deal. Four. The only good thing. Winky, winky, <laughs> winky, winky, wink. Monica's powers <laughs> have been literally all over the place. But as far as her strength goes, she's always a powerhouse. Just sometimes she's like ridiculous powerhouse. You know. Depends on what they need her for. Yeah. <laughs> they rewrite and unwrite and write in and write out. Yeah. You know. It just depends on what the story needs. Yes. I'm like, how many times has fucking Polaris lost her powers? <laughs> like 14,000 times. How many times have we talked about what the fuck does Scott's powers actually do? Rumble, is it a rumble, pushing rumble. force? Is it a blasting force? Is that I'm decapitating you force? Is it, is it really strong? Is it fire? <laughs> is he just shooting like fire out of his eyeballs? Are they beams? Are they laser beams? Do none of us actually <laughs> understand how laser beams work anyways? So does that not really help us if you tell me what that like I guess lasers do things. <laughs> He's just playing with the cat on the wall. (laughs) (laughs) His powers are really just being a human laser pointer. (laughs) So good at PowerPoint. God. Oh, fuck. (laughs) On that note. Okay, yes. Basically, uh, due to bombardment by extra-dimensional energies... Uh, Monica can transform herself into any form of energy within the electromagnetic spectrum. So I'm going to talk about some stuff that I probably can't explain, and then we'll just not talk about it afterwards. It's fine. (laughs) Uh, Among the many energy forms she has assumed and is able to control are cosmic rays, gamma rays, x-rays, ultraviolet radiation, ultraviolet radiation. No. Well, yes. Also that. Visible light, electricity, infrared radiation, microwaves, radio waves, and neutrinos. So can she absorb Scott's laser blasts? She doesn't absorb it, she transforms into it. So she could become one of those laser blasts and then unbecome and then be like, this is what it actually does. And I'd be like, oh my god, thank you! That's all I want to know! But yeah, so by assuming an energy form, she gains all of that energy's properties. In a lot of her energy forms, she's both invisible and intangible, with the most frequent exception being visible light. And uh, she is capable of flight, reaching velocities up to and including light speed. Uh, She has the ability to project these energies from her body when she's in human form. And only one wavelength of energy at a time, but like a bunch of blasts of... Whatever, cosmic rays, radio waves, microwaves, blah, blah, blah. Some sort of a wave. She just heats up a TV dinner for you. Hey, she could. She absolutely fucking could. She'd probably just look at you and be like, Betcha, are you really going to ask me to do this right now? As I hold my frozen dinner. Monica is the type of person who would take both of the frozen dinners. She would warm up hers and she would not warm up yours. (laughs) Just give you yours back cold. Be like, do you really think that this is the best use of my fucking power? Okay, cool. Because she's a boss, but she's also, like, a thousand percent done at any time (laughs) in any points. 
Um, I like how you said point and place. <laughs> There's one word there. <laughs> I will call you out on that because you were going to try to skip by it. I was. I was kind of trying. <laughs> I was trying really hard. Oh, wow. That's you, funny. like, kind of gave me a tiny glance and was like, I'm going to go out. No, everyone noticed. It's fucking recorded. You goddamn goon. Uh, <laughs> okay. Also, she can mentally control the um, the type and quantity that she wants to transmit with her blasts. So if she wants to do like a teeny tiny blast, she can do that. So she can microwave my dinner perfectly. So yeah, she could. Ah, bitch. She won't, but she could. She could. (laughs) (laughs) Um, And then we still don't know what the maximum amount of energy that she can transmit is at any given time. And we'll never know. Because they will always make sure there's no limit for whatever they need. I'm sure. Yeah. (laughs) For whatever they need. Uh, She can also divert uh, small amounts of various energies for like a beam, a force beam, and then um, make explosions that have the equivalent to 300 tons of TNT explosive force. And she can um, project light versions of herself. So like, you know, when Loki does that thing where he's like, I'm over here. No, I'm over here. She can do that, except for she's not a tool. (laughs) That's, I assume that the power (laughs) comes with being a tool. And then uh, when she encounters a new or unfamiliar energy, uh, such as Scott's weird eye beams, uh, she can often duplicate it if she's given enough time for analysis. Interesting. Mm -hmm. She tends to be physically insubstantial in a lot of her energy forms, uh, though with concentration and effort, she can sometimes like grab something or partially solidify to apply force to something. And during some of her stories, she's literally just fucking immortal because she is an immortal being of light. And then, of course, on top of all of that fucking shit, she was trained in law enforcement. She is a strong fucking leader. She's smart. She's not an idiot. She's a good markswoman. She trained with Captain America for hand on hand, hand to hand, hand on hand. They just held hands a lot. It was weird. She was like, no one was sure what was happening, but they just let them be. She's like, this is what how we train. She's like, okay. <laughs> Like, I can see all of the weird things going on behind your head, and I understand, because that's what I would be feeling. And yeah, she can retain her energy form for a while with no real ill effects. Some other weird, like, things that she has done that are, like, bonkers amounts of power. So because she can be invisible, incorporeal, and also as fast as the speed of light, uh, she snuck aboard the Blackbird without the X-Men knowing... Uh, she's beat up the Hulk. One time, Vision tried to phase through a force field and was left unconscious, and she ended up shattering the force field by slingshotting herself around the sun and turning into a fucking gamma ray laser beam. No. She probably knows what lasers do. <laughs> I only know that they sometimes do eye surgery. That's pretty much it. Eye surgery and cats. Um, I'm pretty sure they also can get rid of your hair, too. Right. And then at one point, uh, the Olympian god Zeus put down a bunch of the Avengers with a fucking thunderbolt and only Monica was left standing. And not because she was more powerful, but because she was aware enough to phase shift her body to avoid the attack. Basically, she's just like, oh, I was actually paying attention. So (laughs) I did the smart thing instead of being like, I could definitely fight this. (laughs) Mm. Queen. I can just see fucking Steve trying to punch a lightning bolt. I'm definitely punching this lightning bolt. (laughs) He and Thor are punching lightning bolts together. Couldn't Thor just, like, 
Thor could probably. I don't know if Thor was there. Oh, I was like, <laughs> Thor. Thor kind of has a lightning thing going on. I kind of feel like lightning. Both lightning gods, except for one of you, is terrible and rapey. Can we just have that one dead? Yeah, um, I second second that. Zeus is the worst. So from then on, in comics, uh, Monica was mostly like a guest character in the Avengers comics. Um, they didn't have, like, a Captain Marvel series at that point back in the 80s, but she did uh, appear throughout the 80s. And she had a pretty strong bond with all of her fellow Avengers, and fans themselves appreciated her sarcastic, no-nonsense attitude, uh, something that would persist throughout all of her appearances. But at that time, there wasn't enough... Or the article I was reading was like, there wasn't enough um, interest from either Marvel or fans to revive her. Captain Marvel is an ongoing series. And, like, from Marvel, I'll take that. From fans, we aren't going to get into how that's absolutely fucking bullshit. <laughs> but we could, but we won't. So she remained a prominent part of the Avengers. And when Wasp uh, stepped down as the group's leader, it wasn't Captain America or Iron Man who took her place. But actually, it was Monica. So yeah. Monica was the leader of the Avengers for a little while. Uh, she led the team in several major um, engagements and had her own headline in comic in 1989. But her position as a main Avenger was cut short following a battle with sea monster Leviathan, which, uh, let me explain this, because when I looked it up, I was like, this is the stupidest thing I ever, I've ever heard. I need to tell Brittany about it. So basically, this story is honorary Avengers member and wife of the Submariner, uh, Marina. She transformed into the gigantic sea monster Leviathan. And Captain Marvel led the hunt for her. I don't know why she transformed into it. But why? To be a bitch, I guess. I'm not sure. But yeah, Captain Marvel led the hunt for her. And during the battle that followed, uh, she transformed into a massive bolt of lightning to try and stop her. And then she made contact with the water and accidentally conducted herself across the surface of the ocean, which dispersed her atoms too widely. And she barely regained her physical form. And when she did, she was like, old and withered and had no powers. Marvel! Are you okay? Well, it's one of those things where we're like, how do we depower someone who's super fucking powerful? She wasn't even, at this point, she's not even, like, bonkers powerful there. And that's what they come up with. Like, how do we get rid of this black woman who's in power? Not saying that that's what happened, but that's probably what happened. And they were like, well, here's the worst storyline we've ever come up with. We're going to have this random character turn into a sea monster, and then all of a sudden you're going to electrocute her. I'm probably sure you've electrocuted literally anything in the ocean because you've had these powers for a while, but it's fine. I'm sure you messed up this one because there was a monster, blah, blah, blah. This is, I guess, before they decide to send people into random dimensions. Yes, that's true. It was <laughs> before that. So uh, she ended up, like, mostly getting better, and then she got some of her powers back for a little while, um, and she stayed on... the age somehow? Yes. She ended up getting her original powers regenerated during an adventure where a bunch of aliens calling themselves Star Blasters tried to push the moon away from the Earth. I could elaborate on that, but why? Also, that's such a, like... Like, that. that's literally a move out of the fucking tick. Except for, instead of like, they're like, I'm going to push the moon away. I'm going to carve my name in the moon. Can I steal the moon? Can I be a writer for Marvel since I'm not a big fucking idiot? 
And what is the point of pushing the moon away? Do something with the tides, I assume. But, like, also, it's dumb, and it doesn't make a lot of sense, and how are you going to do it? And why are you going to do it? <laughs> it's fine. Whatever. The Anyways. ending to that is she gets her fucking powers She's back. normal again. Mm-hmm. So, that all fucking happens. And then Marvel is like, we're going to do some more Captain Marvel stuff, but it's going to be different. So we're going to try and tie ca- the Captain Marvel name back to original Marvel for whatever reason. But he's dead from cancer. Yeah, I know. Okay. No one wants him back. Remember how that wasn't going well for you, Marvel? Because no one liked him because he was boring. The theme is it doesn't go well and they keep trying. <laughs> um, <laughs> that's the theme of this episode. The theme is they should have tried Monica for every time and they kept being like, what about this dumb boy who no one likes? But yeah, so they're like, we'll tie it back to the original Marvel. So Marvel created Genusville, which is Marvel's son. Ugh. Hold on. Ugh. It gets worse. Uh, Marvel's son, created walk. from his father's DNA Ugh. after death by Marvel's lover, Ugh. Elysius. Ugh. Yep. Genus was designed to have his father's power set and basically, like, even a version of his father's original suit. He started using the Captain Marvel name while she was still fucking operating as Captain Marvel. I would have fucking torn his his goddamn head off. I was going to say ripped his fucking spine out of his body, but we were both going for the same thing. Some sort of tearing. It's fine. You fucking dickhead. The two had a falling out. And then uh, during one, some dumb storyline, she was like, fine, it's, it's fine. It's in your family. So if you want this stupid fucking name, then you can fucking have it. You can have your stupid fucking name and I will be Photon. It's fine. Uh, and then Genus, as fucking Captain Marvel, had a series for six issues and then everybody dropped him because he's a shitty fucking character. Sucks. Yeah. As Photon, Monica slipped further into obscurity as a character during the latter half of the 1990s and early 2000s. As she had done when she was Captain Marvel, she was like, a guest person who would show up every now and then when they needed somebody with her power set on the Avengers, um, a reserve member in times of need, but not like consistent. And at one point Marvel was like, well, the reason that this is happening and that you're not seeing her really much is that Monica's mom has been intercepting calls from the Avengers and being like, she's busy because she was worried about her. I'm like, you guys are bad writers. Yeah. That's shitty writing. Yes, it is. Basically, Marvel was like, we don't know what to do with her, and we keep, and we have such a boner for Marvel, so we keep even though to do- no, even though fans don't have a boner. No for one him. likes Marvel, but for some reason, people in Marvel have a boner yeah, for him. It's weird. And then to add insult to injury, again, Genusville, whose Captain Marvel series was canceled in two thousand two. Uh, returned. He had a period of ins- insanity because, of course, he fucking did. It's Marvel. That's a Marvel like staple. Yep. Yes, that's the word I was looking for. Thank you. <laughs> uh, he joined the Thunderbolts in 2005, and he didn't want to use the Captain Marvel name anymore. Uh, his sister, Philavel, had actually taken it up at this point, so he didn't have it available to him so anymore. Fourth Marvel right now. Yes. Okay. So he chose a new one, and he chose fucking Photon. He chose Monica's new fucking name. Um, you can't choose that name. It's already chosen. Yeah. She's like, are you, are you kidding? You were here when I fucking chose it, you goddamn dickhead. 
He's so, yeah. literally just being a tool. And I'm like, why do you keep trying to push this stupid turd down? No one likes, Marvel? no one wants him. That's why his series was only six issues. <laughs> exactly. He's boring. He sucks. Yeah. Philavelle is at least a lesbian, so, you know, bonus points. Um, but yeah, so she's like, whatever, fine. I'll just do a different name and it's fine. So she ends up going to uh, Pulsar, which lasted for like half a fucking second. And who knows what happens with Photon, Captain Marvel, Genius Vell. I didn't listen after that. And no one else did either. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. Like, I know a lot of the, like, weird Marvel sub-nonsense. I didn't even know about Genius Vell. I was like, he's so dumb. I'm like, when you're a D-list character and you didn't even interest me, I like a lot of shitty D-list characters that have no, no reason to interest me at all. So after that, Monica just kind of went by her own name for a, a while, uh, most notably as a member of Next Wave in 2006. So Next Wave, Agents of Hate, uh, which was a 12-issue comedy series by Warren Ellis and Stuart Immonen, uh, saw Monica occasionally uh, lovingly re referred to as Auntie Monica lead a team of ragtag, obscure Marvel heroes. Of dumbasses. Yeah. Basically, it's Marvel D-listers and then another person that we made up to make, to round <laughs> off this. And it's great. Yeah, it's so good. But it's also like, like she's, ba she's the babysitter. <laughs> but yeah, the other characters in it, uh, Monster Hunter, Elsa Bloodstone, Tabitha Smith. My babe. Our babe. Machine Man, Aaron Stack. And then a new character known only as the Captain, <laughs> who is also my babe. A terrible, <laughs> stupid idiot. Uh, Next Wave was short-lived, but garnered a die-hard following of fans for Monica as a superhero, including yours truly. That's where I was uh, first introduced to Monica, and I was like, where have you been all of my life? <laughs> oh my god. Somebody who led the Avengers and is forgotten and just wants to call them on it all the time because she could and should. Ugh, so good. Um, the goofy tone of the series played up to Monica's uh, trademark sarcasm. As well as as a running joke of her constantly having to remind the people around her that she once loved the Avengers. It's like, oh my god, you're leading a bunch of a holes, though. Mm -hmm. So yeah, good luck with that. There's so many like good like weird flashback moments where she has like there's one where all of a sudden when they're fighting fucking Fing Fan Foom, he's I not wearing Fing Fan. I know, me too. Uh, he's no longer wearing any pants, and Monica's like. This never happened to us on the event. <laughs> and then there's just a flashback of her standing next to Captain America. And it's like, I don't know why they're all naked. And it just says Monica Rambo, liar. <laughs> <laughs> so fucking good. I will absolutely talk about next wave. It's going to have its own stupid episode, but um, boom, boom's on my list. Yes. They like really go in on a bunch of the dumb shit that Monica had gone through as a character, including her having a bunch of fucking names. So uh, in Next Wave, during the, the first issue, they talk about how they don't really use code names. And Monica's like, shouldn't we? And then um, Aaron, Machine Man, is like, first of all, Photon is a really lame name. <laughs> Secondly, we only call the captain the captain because he can't remember his actual real name anymore. 
And Tabby has had about nine different names. And Tabby's like, and they all suck. <laughs> <laughs> and Tabby's so cute. She's so cute. And like the name is cute. And Tabitha is a cute yeah, name too. Both of those are so cute. Yeah. Uh, Monica spends the entire comic being the only one holding on to the brain cell within the team and also being 10,000% done with everyone and everything. It's like, oh God, how did I get here? <laughs> Why is this my life yes. right now? Although Next Wave ended after only a year, the seeds were quietly sown for Monica to come out of the depths of obscurity once more. So following Next Wave, Monica continued to make guest appearances across the Avengers comics, sometimes operating under her old code name Pulsar. And then they had like a Marvel D- Divas miniseries, which was like about four female heroes who struggled to find romance, which I'm like... We couldn't have it about four female heroes who did literally anything else. <laughs> the one thing that I took out of that is that they had a birthday party for Emma Frost in Vegas and Monica went to it. And I was like, that's, this is the only thing I'm getting out of this. Um, I feel like Vegas is way too cheap for Emma Frost. Um, yeah, no, it doesn't make any sense. <laughs> Paris, like she just rents out Versailles. <laughs> Yeah, so as Carol took off in popularity as the new Captain Marvel, uh, Monica herself slowly edged towards the limelight once more in 2013. So for the first time in nearly like two decades, Monica would play a key role in an Avengers team. Uh, She's now known as Spectrum, and she was the field leader of the Mighty Avengers alongside Luke Cage, Blue Marvel, Ronin, Power Man. Aren't Luke Cage and Power Man the same? Whatever. White Tiger, She-Hulk, and Falcon. So, you know, a bunch of bosses. Bunch People of that I want to, like, fucking hang out with. Yeah. And then that team ended up trying to stave off the destruction of the current Marvel Universe in Secret Wars, which happened in 2015. I remember Secret Wars. Yeah. I don't really know much about it. I neither do I, but I remember Secret I Wars. I was going to say, I remember seeing Yeah, the, all covers. the covers. Yeah, so, yeah. like... Also, in uh, so in 2013, they had another dumb thing with Thanos because they were trying to capitalize on whatever. And since the Avengers were off in space during this time, the heroes that confronted Thanos and Proxima Midnight decided to band together as the Mighty Avengers. So that's how that team happened. But Monica ended up getting infected with anti-photons. Eye roll, yeah. Uh, by Proxima Midnight Spear. And then... It ended up giving her more photons, blah, 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 unnecessary fake science. Basically what happened is because of this, the infection went away and that's when her powers started to be bonkers, 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 insane. That's when it was like, oh, also you're immortal. But yeah, so she like started to try and test the limits of her power after this and realized that she had transcended humanity with her power up and had become an immortal being of light. And was like, what does this mean for me? Am I going to, like, outlive the Earth? I was going to say, also bummer. Yeah, basically. <laughs> basically was like, not. I'm not hyped about this. It's not, not ideal. So Secret Wars, I think, was basically like, we have all these dumb Marvel universes. We're going to try and get rid of some of them. There we go. Mm-hmm. Trying to... Try to clean up a little bit. Literally Like going through your friends list and deleting people. That's all of the crises are always, uh, we have too many universes, we have to get rid of a couple. And Marvel was like, I guess it's our time to have a crisis. (laughs) But 
I thought this was just a funny, interesting thing. So during the last days part of the Secret Wars uh, storyline, Monica devised a plan to destroy Earth 1610, which is the ultimate universe. Six, mm-hmm. To keep it from going with Earth Please get it the fuck out of here. Yeah. And basically to keep it to from colliding with Earth 616. Or 616. Or 616. Yes. So in desperation during the two weeks before the end of the world, uh, she channeled her full power and went to destroy it. And then, however, before she could uh, destroy it, she saw some children who lived there and it didn't end up working out, blah, blah, blah. I didn't read the rest of that. I just thought it was really funny that Monica was like, you know... Ultimate sucks. Let's get rid of it. It's so bad. Let's yoink Miles and Aunt May out of there and leave everybody else because Ultimatum was the worst fucking piece of shit. And And then as far as recently in comics, she actually recently just fought against the Greek goddess of the night, Nyx, and she burned out the crazy, crazy, crazy levels of her power putting her at regular, I'll still destroy you at an instant in a, and in a smarter way that you than you would actually do self and losing the immortality. So now she's like still overpowered, but in a normal way. And I'm not sure in a, she's like, way happier about that. Oh, absolutely. Living yeah. forever seems awful. Mm-hmm. Well, it's nice to have a character that's like, I don't want to do this. This sounds like... There's some issues. I'm going to, I don't want to grow away from my humanity. I don't want to outlive the earth. All of these things sound horrible. Well, and it's like one of those things where it's like, if you don't age, that's one thing, but you Mm -hmm. can still die. Yeah. So it's like, well. Vampire rules. Yeah. You know, kind of, I feel like I go back to like Widow. Like she doesn't age, but Mm -hmm. she can die. So she's ever at a point where like, okay. Yeah. Every I can't. You can end I've it. Been, if you need I've to. been here for two hundred years. I'm over it. Yep. She can still just just go end it. Like yep. no. <laughs> so I there's 100%. still a way out. Yep. <laughs> like the only immortality I want is one with like a a way out. A way out. Yeah. An escape plan. Exactly. Yeah. Otherwise unacceptable. No. But yeah. No. So no, thank you. Monica Rambo, bosser than all of the rest of the bosses. Uh, I don't know why they bothered trying to give any of the stupid Vels back their shit because literally just leave it with Monica Rambeau who's going to do A, a better job, B, be less of a shithead, and C, not steal everybody's fucking name, genius. And also just has a better, like... Everything. The fans like her better. Yeah. Like, the fans did not like whatever the fuck They're his like, name well, is. What if we keep trying yeah, to push this no, guy? I'm like, no. Didn't like, we didn't like He's him. He's boring and no one likes stupid. him. Yeah, whereas it's like you could open up an entire different, like, demographic with Monica Rambeau. And they're like, but what if we commit to shitty straight boys who are white? And like, oh, well, you could do that, but you're not getting my money, so. And that fight lasted six issues. Yeah! DragonCon 2021 is scheduled for Labor Day weekend, and whether it's an in-person event or once again goes virtual, the DragonCon Report podcast crew will cover the con right up to the big event. So sit back with your bucket of brown, dragon's mead, apple pie, or whatever your beverage of choice, and tune in to the latest news, notes, interviews, discussions, and even a dragon tale or two on the DragonCon Report, a proud member of the ESO Network. 
Check us out at DragonConReport.com. Attention, people of Earth! Looking for a way to kill half an hour every week? Try the Flopcast! It's a silly podcast about cartoons, music, comics, movies, obscure pop culture from the 70s and 80s, and chickens. Join us! Bring coffee! We're on the ESO network. And we're at Flopcast.net. All right, so what are you doing today? Today we're bringing it back a little bit, mm-hmm. and we are going to talk about poison ivy. Bringing it fast. <laughs> oh my fuck! We're going to it. That OG shit. And that OG shit. I was feeling it. I wasn't sure what I wanted to do. I kind of wanted to go a little villainy. And this might be such a boss. Yeah. Hold on. I think I'm a little out of order. We're just so. about to start watching the Harley Quinn cartoon. Yeah. So I figured it was what I was feeling. So little backstory for all of you. This was my first ever mm-hmm. topic. When Martha This is the last episode. This is the last episode. Martha already did her episode. Yes. Now we're bringing it back to mine. So you get to hear it for a third time. Hey. <laughs> At least it's been a while. <laughs> yes. I wanted to wait a long time. I was thinking of waiting a full year, but I was like, you know what? Okay, I'm feeling it. Yeah. So I did add a tiny bit at the end to make it a little bit more up to date, ah. but not too much. So Poison Ivy, Dr. Pamela Lillian Isley, PhD. For real. AKA Poison Ivy was created by Robert. 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 <laughs> Robert. Um, Robert. <laughs> Hanger and Sheldon Moldoff. She made her debut in Batman 181, which was released on June of 1966. She was partly inspired by Nathaniel Hawthorne, who is the writer of The Scarlet Letter, short story, uh, Rappuccini's Daughter, mm-hmm. and modeled after Betty Page. In Ivy's original backstory, her name was Dr. Pamela Lillian Rose, Ph.D. (laughs) She was a young, promising botanist. She was pursued by Marc Legrand to help him steal an Egyptian artifact that had some magical ancient herbs within it. Legrand ends up poisoning Pamela with these deadly and untraceable herbs because he fears she will end up turning on him. (laughs) But since this is a comic... And, you know, an origin story. She doesn't die. And she gets superpowers. Yay. Sometimes it ends up like that. (laughs) Sometimes you try to, like, fight a bomb and you get superpowers. It's true. It happens. Most of the time you just die. You just die. Or you get cancer. (laughs) So these powers just start as immunity to all natural toxins and diseases, but they grow over time. Mm -hmm. So this issue, Batman 181, and her origin, this origin was all before DC's Crisis on Infinite Earth, <laughs> which happened in 1985. Uh, listen back to literally any of the <laughs> weird DC episodes that I've done where I yell about it. Yep. I feel like I've yelled about it, too. You have. Well, and also, like, any time that I've explained <laughs> Superboy punching all of the worlds, which is just a crisis... That's me having a crisis. I'm having a crisis right now about that. Um, it's true. Yeah. 
DC released a series called Secret Origins, and in issue 36, Ivy's new origin was revealed. Secret Origins 36 was released in January of 89 and featured both Poison Ivy and Green Lantern. So Hal Gordon. (laughs) Good old Hal Gordon. (laughs) I only read Poison Ivy's part because Hal Jordan is boring. Um, Hal Gordon, you mean? Yes. (laughs) Hal Gordon and Diana (laughs) Pran. I hate myself so much. (laughs) (laughs) Shit. It reveals that she, it reveals that Poison Ivy made up her name in the whole pre-crisis origin. Uh, So Dr. Rose wasn't her real name. Oh my God. Yeah. She didn't expect anyone to actually believe her in her story. So I think she just made something up or something. <laughs> so she oh, literally no. was like, she made it up. I'm a doctor. She, she Rose. just made it up for fun and didn't think anyone was going to, because she was like telling it in Arkham Asylum yeah. and didn't expect anyone to believe this story she told, but then everybody started believing her. Literally me as a criminal. I feel <laughs> that in the biggest way. Yeah. It would just be dumb lies that I would say. And then people would be like, yeah, that's true. She told me. And I'd be like, oh no. <laughs> yeah. I have regrets, but not enough to stop lying. <laughs> so her real name is Dr. Pamela Lillian Isley, PhD, but she prefers Ivy now. Pamela Isley was a child of wealthy but emotionally distant parents. Later, Batman finds out they're both dead because it's boring and cliche. She goes to college. Can't you guys be friends because you are both orphans? I know. Just be friends. Batman can't have any friends. He's a mess. He has friends, but they're all like, we have to work so hard to be your friend. Yeah. It's a lot of of work. That's why you're friends with fucking Superman and Wonder Woman. (laughs) And Dick Grayson. All people who are just aggressively friendly. Well, not (laughs) Wonder Woman, but she's just aggressive, period. (laughs) About everything she does. Um, Okay, so she goes to college and she studies to become a biochemist under Dr. Jason Woodrow. Boo! Woodrow. Boo! Boo. All around. He sucks. He seduces her and uses her as an experiment. He injects her with all sorts of poisons and toxins, and she nearly dies, but she does live, and this is what starts her transformation. So gross and toxic that it is her, like, fucking teacher, basically. Yeah. I don't think I ever thought about that. I always thought about, you know, it's it's a horrible fucking thing, but also... Yeah, it's her professor. It's worse. It's so much yep. worse. So Power dynamics. Uh, Woodrow runs away since he nearly murders her. Do you think that's why she ends up stepping on every man for the rest of her Probably. life? And me, please. Please. <laughs> but in a good way. Yeah, well, you know. <laughs> and he runs away and she's in the hospital for six months. She does recover. And she does try to go back to school, but she suffers from violent mood swings. She'll go from sweet, happy, and innocent one minute, and then ready to fuck people up the next minute. I think we call that PTSD. (laughs) Nowadays. Nowadays, no. It's part of her powers manifesting. But yes, that is also just, we understand you went through a horrible thing and you need some therapy. A lot of trauma. You have a lot of trauma. Ivy does manage to get a boyfriend, but he ends up dying in a car accident after suffering from a massive fungal overgrowth. The link to her, this is the first signs of her powers. (laughs) Yeah. I I know where they're trying to go with that, but I'm like, if you probably are getting a fungus, it's probably like something that you got from like 
bathing at the gym or something without wearing flip-flops. Ew. You've got gross fungus feet and it took over and now you're just a large foot mushroom. Ew. Yeah, I know. Do you ever watch that Courage the Cowardly Dog episode? Fuck yeah, of course. <laughs> okay, so. <laughs> I hate both of us for that. <laughs> because of this, she drops out of school and eventually settles in Gotham. I think the Egyptian herbs is a better story than her new one because it's kind of cliche and lame and like and rude, gross and abusive. Yeah. But um, there are so many ways to give her powers that could have been like interesting. And they were like, let's make it gross and abusive. Yeah. Instead of cool, mystical, ancient herbs. Yeah. I don't know. So now in Gotham and coming to terms with her powers, she decides humans are awful and starts a life in crime. I agree. People suck. Smiley face. <laughs> her um, For the those of you who are listening, uh, when we first started these out, we actually hand wrote all of our fucking shit out. That lasted one. It it did. It lasted exactly yep. one. And when I redid mine, I found mine like a week yep. later and was like, I hate my life. <laughs> so there is an actual smiley hand face. drawn smiley face <laughs> right in there. So her first stint in crime was threatening to release suffocating spores into the air if her demands, which was money, silver money. <laughs> But it mixed with my G from the other fucking thing. So I was like, $9? (laughs) But it was just a lot of money. It's multiple money signs. $9. (laughs) Um, If her demands were not met. Bruce Wayne. Who doesn't have $9. Who doesn't have $9. (laughs) And just became Batman that same year. Stops her and tosses her in Arkham Asylum. This is when she becomes obsessed with Batman since he's the only one she wasn't able to control and seduce. The one that got away. Like, you really don't want that. No, you don't. Let Catwoman hop on top of that sort of shit and leave it to that. Yeah. So over time, her powers grow. Most known and noticeable is being her lethal toxins in her lips, which she calls a kiss of death. Ugh, I Uh, kiss everything. Right. Um, it's also found out that she can't have children and ends up treating her plants as children, <laughs> which are better children than yeah. days. So she eventually escapes Arkham and moves to an island in the Caribbean. She turns a barren wasteland into her own personal Eden. For the first time ever, she feels truly happy, but it's short-lived because uh, back to the whole people suck theory, an American-owned company uses the island for a test. Uh, for a weapon system and destroys her Eden. Capitalism. Yep. She's also, pissed. come on. Yeah, I know, right? She's pissed and returns to Gotham ready to fuck the bastards up, but ends up willingly letting Batman stop her and take her back to Arkham. Uh. Being dramatic, she does swear that she won't leave Gotham until she can purify Gotham and make the world safe for plants. All these dramatic gays. It's fucking true. <laughs> Nothing like a chaotic bisexual. <laughs> for reals. <laughs> Motto. Mm-hmm. So at some point while in Arkham, Ivy gets a message through the flowers from someone who wants to help her escape. Two women, Holly and uh, Eva, break Ivy out and bring her to their employer, who is none other than Dr. Jason Butcher. 
Well, I'm a professor, if you people don't remember that from 10 minutes ago. Yeah. We're just going to call him Jace because he doesn't deserve his doctorate. Yeah, because he's, he's a Zach's, bad professor. He's known he's as a shithead. Yeah, he's, Zach's, he's known as Floronic Man now. Ugh. We'll just call him Moronic Man. It, so I think we, more, I, I'm pretty sure that was sure the same joke, joke that, we, that we already made. Yeah. <laughs> I, in fact, I know for sure that I've made this joke not even regarding this podcast. <laughs> I probably exactly. sat there scrolling along and been like, more like moronic man. <laughs> Actually fucking true. And he is now mostly all plant. He just has his head remaining, which yeah, is sort of human setting him on fire. Yeah, I think they do a few times. <gasps> she strikes a deal with him and gets a whole bunch of money for giving him a sample of her DNA. All right, so this part I put in as not really important, but I put it in for you. Yay, for me! So, Floronic Man Mm -hmm. wants to combine his and Ivy's DNA and create some sort of child. Ew. And while his offspring grows, he wants to flood the streets with weed. And he (laughs) wants to make sure it's the good stuff. (laughs) A call out. (laughs) Yep. Then he wants to create a world economy run by said weed. I mean, and then his offspring will control it. Well, okay, that's where it gets a little hazy for me. <laughs> but I mean, weed as an economy. It, there are worse economies, <laughs> including the one that we have right fucking now. <laughs> so that was for you. Yay! <laughs> I mean, I guess he's not completely devoid of good ideas. <laughs> I still hate you, moronic man. <laughs> So Batman comes to stop them, but he is uh, fighting a losing battle until Ivy steps in and actually helps him. Yeah, that was a page flip because I'm using real paper. This is the good shit. It's that like yeah. fucking cardstock. Yeah, I think it was the only paper in our apartment. Yeah. <laughs> Batman ends up cutting off the Floronic Man's head. Yay! As Ivy gets away with all the money, like a bat. Double yay! Yep. What a happy ending. I know that's not how this ends since you have more paper in your It's head. true. I do have a lot more paper. So a bunch of story arcs happen that I'm skipping. Um, that's fine. Yeah, Some you of them know, are boring. We'll go over super, super quick. Heart of Hush, Ivy dies briefly, Batman R.A.P., Bye Bye Bruce Wayne, Final Crisis and kind Battle of. for the Cowl, Hello Dick Grayson as Batman. And Battle for the Cowl has some good shit in there, just because Dick Grayson as Batman is great, and Jason is a fucking nightmare. Yeah, he is. And I enjoyed I enjoyed Battle for the Cowl, and yeah. I enjoyed Dick Grayson as Batman. Mm-hmm. I started like reading Batman when Dick Grayson became Batman. It's uh, really interesting because it completely switches the dichotomy between the two. All right. So now I'm going to talk about Gotham City Sirens. Because who doesn't like a group of badass villains slash antiheroes running around and doing whatever the fuck they want? It starts with Poison Ivy saving Catwoman and bringing her back to a place where Harley Quinn was um, also crashing. After Ivy and Harley did some not-so-nice things to Catwoman to find out who Batman is, they decide to form this group. So the Gotham City Sirens are made up of Ivy, Catwoman, and Harley. Do they find out? No, because I feel like Zatanna put some kind of enchantment in her brain so that... She won't give it away. That's yeah, good. I guess yeah, it's a little iffy, you but know. you know, it's the channel's magic. <laughs> Sorry, baby, a little iffy. You're cute, but you're, you're fucking up you're a great. lot of people's brains. You're <laughs> stop, stop lobotomizing people. 
We're just going to call her Ice Pick from now on. Oh. Bad times from bad people. Yeah, I know. It's like a Tina Belcher sound. It's true. Yeah. (laughs) The series starts in June of 2009 and goes through 2011, and it's 26 issues in total. Uh, It's mostly them getting into trouble and needing each other to get out of said trouble, and it's cute, and it's carefree. Issue seven is a Christmas issue. This one is for me. (laughs) And so I'm going to talk about it. So all three sirens take separate holidays to start the issue. Selena takes down some bad guys uh, that are dressed up as Santas. Then Damien and Dick show up and then they end up going off and it's fine. Ivy's in South, the South American jungles trying to figure out why she shouldn't just stay and live there forever. Feeling more free and respected out there. Mm -hmm. She ends up saving some tourists and decides that she misses Gotham and decides to head home. Harley goes home to her family. And overall, they suck. It goes bad. And she leaves. They end up all back at their hideout and spend a a happy little Christmas together. And I put cute with another smiley face. With three U's. Cute. Cute. One for each of them. Yeah. I love a found family thing. Literally anything with fucking found family, especially when they've, like... All had shitty lives. All had shitty lives and possibly come to blows beforehand. Yes. Like, that hits... That takes all of my boxes. Yes. And then there are lesbians? (laughs) Yes. Oh, my God. (laughs) So, a little cliff notes of how it ends... Harley goes to Arkham to uh, to kill Joker, but of course ends up back under his abusive spell. And then as Ivy and Selina go to save her, Selina takes off. Ivy is pissed by this, and the sirens are officially broken up. After a few more acts of betrayal and maybe some amends, the series ends with all of them going their separate ways. True. The ending's a little boring and cliche and basically writes it all off. All the growth of the girls that they had together, but apparently this is something DC... And Marvel like to do just throw away tonics, throw salty. But break your heart. It's my Jack I even Kirby broke salty <laughs> impression. Salty. About I have it. no idea if Jack Kirby had any sort of an accent. But <laughs> here we are. And then one more thing that was an overall theme for Ivy throughout this whole series is her struggling with being both plant and human and trying to find a balance. Abandon being human. That's what I would do. That shouldn't be the theme of both of our. <laughs> episode but like i'm just saying just saying it wouldn't be the worst <laughs> in the end none of this matters because in the in- end it doesn't even matter i tried so hard and got so far but in the end it doesn't even matter okay <laughs> i had Sorry, to I had fall to. to lose it all <laughs> All right, we <laughs> we're just Sabrina. We make it an, a musical every episode. We don't want to be Sabrina. Help! Help! <laughs> okay. Help! So, like I said, it doesn't matter because in September of 2011, the new 52 reboot happened <laughs> <laughs> with a bunch of ewes and exclamation points yeah. after it. Well, don't worry, friends. We will have our rant episode, and mine's going to be probably that. (laughs) And so in this reboot, the sirens never existed, nor are they ever mentioned. In this reboot, anything that you liked never existed. Period. End of story. 
So the last thing I'm going to talk about is Ivy's relationship with Harley. Me. Apparently when I was writing this, mm. I almost didn't talk about it because I was frustrated with Gotham City Sirens and then how much I cannot with Jokey and Harley. Jokey and Harley. <laughs> Joker and Harley. Yeah. I hate Joker, but I did talk about it because it's obviously very important to Ivy. I said I, I'm going to try not to get too ragey, but I'm sure rage will come because uh, we're talking about the Joker and he's yeah. an abusive dickhead. Mm-hmm. I just want lovely healing lesbians. All the time. Can everything in my life have more healing lesbians? (laughs) Harley was first introduced in Batman, the animated series. And that is where they first encounter each other. Joker throws Harley out, treating her like a puppy he got bored of. And Ivy takes her in. This starts a long history with Ivy, Harley, and unfortunately the Joker. Boo. They team up often and they seem to have a legit friendship. And Ivy has even said on a few different times that Harley is her only friends, and they are sometimes are hinted at being in a romantic relationship. Their biggest trust is always the Joker. Ivy can't stand him and how he treats Harley. Girl, we all fucking feel you. Mm -hmm. And she genuinely wants to help Harley get the fuck away from him. Yes, forever and always. Forever and fucking always. I think in comics nowadays... Like the past no, few yeah. years. It, it, it's so the past few years and when like Harley got her own series, her yeah. own comic, she is not with Joker and she's like, you're an awful yeah. person because I think too many people were like, this is so abusive and you need to stop mm-hmm. DC. It's so bad. Yeah. It's so bad. Please don't Please stop, dude. Yeah. Like, it was a good place to start a character. Yeah. And it's a good place to grow a character yes, out and of. Exactly. In Gotham City Siren, she gives Harley an ultimatum, her or Joker. Harley ends up choosing Joker, but Ivy still comes back for her trying to break her out of Arkham um, before they go separate ways. And then it gets reconned anyway, so it doesn't matter. And Batman Harley Quinn, released in 1999, it gives a bit of an origin to Harley. Oh, Joker yeah. gets, yep, Joker gets bored of Harley, and instead of dumping her, he decides to lock her in a rocket and blast her away in hopes that she'll die. Yep, I remember this. So even just that. Yeah, no. It's the same it's- thing as the husband being like, oh, I don't want this life anymore. Let me murder my family. Yeah, it's aggressively abusive. Well, obviously, it's aggressively abusive, but it is, like, the abusive relationship, but turned up to, like, 300. This all takes place in the No Man's Land arc. Harley ends up landing in a park area where Ivy is basically taken over. Harley almost dies, but Ivy takes her in and nurses her back to health. Mm -hmm. Ivy seems to be a little taken with her and gives Harley some chemicals, making her to be the only one... That is immune to Ivy's toxins. Um, and it also is what gives Harley her advanced acrobatic skills. Yep. Which is awesome. Yes. So even right there, like, they automatically have yeah. this weird connection. connection. Yes. In the Harley Quinn comic series, which started in 2016, Ivy shows up often. In issue 25, which came out in October 2017... Ivy throws a surprise birthday party, which actually surprises her. Wow. And Harley kisses Ivy in front of everyone. Ivy says, you'll get your present later. And Harley replies with, you are naughty and wonderful. Notterful. Never change. 
And then in DC Bombshells, number 42, which came out in May of uh, 2016, Ivy and Harley um, kiss as well in that. I might have that one. Cute. I know. The bombshells are so cute. They're so cute. So cute. So in Injustice 2, number 70, there's a wedding taking place, and Ivy is quoted saying, I didn't see this coming, referring to the wedding that they're going to. And after getting a brief response, she is asked, how about you? And she responds, no, certainly was not in my plans, but there was an Elvis impersonator when Harley and I went to Vegas. (laughs) Which makes everyone lead to believe that in this universe, wherever it is, Ivy and Harley are indeed married. (laughs) That's the only thing I care about in my entire life. That's cute. Mm -hmm. Oh. All right. Also, of course, they got married in fucking Vegas. Yeah, of course they did. Yeah. Also, in June 2015, Ivy was revealed to be bi by Jimmy uh, Palmotti. Palmotti, yep. A writer for the Harley Quinn series. And his official, official tweet says, yes, they are girlfriends without the jealousy of monogamy. Woo. All we all want in our lives. Yes. And then the last thing I'm going to mention this is the Harley Quinn and Poison Ivy miniseries. Oh, cute. It started in 2019. It was six volumes long. And it starts with um, Harley growing Ivy back from a flower oh. that uh, Ivy gave her. Because Ivy apparently sort of died in Heroes in Crisis. Harley decides that they should stop being villains and become heroes. They're then attacked by the Floronic Man because this dude is fucking obsessed like, with Ivy. Get a fucking life. Seriously. Ivy also, still... didn't Batman cut off her head? Yeah, I don't know where I he guess he's from. allowed it's, to cut off your head if it doesn't do it. I was going to say. Like Clayface's also, head. Also, it's been retconned like eight times. Hold up. Oh, whatever. Blah, blah, blah. <laughs> but still. So Ivy is still weak, so Harley burns the house down and the two girls flee. Yay. <laughs> Good for her. It's also really cute if I can remember it. Is when before Ivy dies, she has she gives Harley the rose. So when when Harley's growing it, she's like coddling the pot. (laughs) Yeah. Everything is fine. I'm having emotions about flowers that I would definitely kill. So (laughs) like date me, but also maybe you'd have to grow all of your shit yourself. (laughs) Sorry. They're now on this adventure of becoming heroes and running from the Floronic Man until Ivy regains her strength. So you see their relationship of relying and really caring about one another. They do cute things like cuddle and hold hands. And then Harley calls her Pammy and Ivy follows Harley to places and situations that she would normally be like, I'm not fucking getting involved, but Harley is Harley. So like, well... (laughs) And it keeps Harley happy and it keeps her safe, which is what is important to Ivy. Mm. Um, Also, at some point, someone is talking to Harley about the universe and her response is that she's trying to save her universe and what she is doing was trying to save Ivy. That's fine. (laughs) Martha's going to cry. I'm not going to (laughs) cry. Totally fine. (laughs) But I am having emotions. So Manhattan ends up being taken over by plants. So the girls go there thinking it's the big final showdown with Floronic Man. Here's the twist. It's not actually him. It's another ivy that grew with the plants in the house that Harley tried to burn down or something. It was a little awkward and weird because it's comics and it doesn't really make sense. Science. Yeah. 
And then with a nice big fuck you for their whole journey and relationship uh, that started in 1995, yes. Ivy just kisses Harley on the fucking forehead and tells her to run and then runs off into the brush taking over the city. And oh. then that's how that miniseries ends. That's like a fucking Captain America Endgame move. I know. I know. Are we mad about all of the gays now? Just let people be gay! Can everybody just be queer? <laughs> queer is better. Yeah. It's much funnier just saying. I know I've said this on several episodes, but queer people are funnier than hetero people. Deal with it. All right. So that last issue came out in February of 2020. So originally that was where it ended because we read this in like, I originally wrote right. it in like March of yeah, yeah, yeah. 2020. I did a mini update. I didn't like super get into any details because it's sometimes even hard to follow. It's just hard to follow. Mm-hmm. She has appeared in a few different comics in the past year. She's popped up in more issues of the Harley Quinn series, which is still going, uh, which I'll have to dive into. And I think, and they have the whole cartoon. Yeah, Harley which Quinn we definitely are going to watch, watch now that we've figured out that we have the thing. Yep. She's also in a series called Future State, The Next Batman, which just started. It's She was just in issue four, which just released. It only started back in January, and issue four literally came out like last week. Interesting. I didn't read it because I don't think I could find it anywhere. And it's also, so it sounds fucking new. terrible. But. So, another battle for the cowl, but less no, interesting. No, I don't. I have no idea. But in this issue, Steph is also <gasps> okay. Never mind. <laughs> yeah. Change my mind immediately. And there's, and there's and there's like um I read like a, a few scenes that I saw. She does reference Harley. She like calls Catwoman out on her on again off again for the nine hundredth time with Batman. And then so Catwoman kind of calls her out on Harley, and she's kind of and Ivy's just like I know I just can make things toxic, so it's difficult yeah (laughs) but that's there was i just read like a couple panels but i know it's nice that like you know they're both people who would work on themselves yes they just have to you know and that's so rare in villains mm -hmm. and Um, also in people period yes in general but um that is where the new ivy literally just appeared in this so that's where she's at Mm -hmm. She's still growing. I think they're going, trying to go a little more villainy with her while they're trying to make Harley more of a hero-y, anti-hero-y type deal. But I know she can. I mean, she, you can always do the Batman Catwoman yes. thing there, which yes. is always very sexy. And I feel like Ivy is a villain, but she's always just been like, if you leave my fucking plants alone, yeah. I'm not going to fucking do anything. Just leave me and my fucking plants alone. She's like, if you had listened to me and done the Green New Deal, then we wouldn't have this issue. Yeah. But because you didn't, now I'm going to cut off your head with a tree. Yep. Essentially. Yeah. Which, like, respect. <laughs> I mean, I can't say no to any of that. She's not going to, like, come punch you and me for not bringing our recycling to the further recycling. No. She's just going after people who have enough money to actually do change. Do shit. Yeah. Who are making things way worse. Yeah. Um, She does have many different appearances. Obviously, all the DC comics. And she was also in Batman and Robin, uh, which is the 1997 right. film. Yeah. This Uma Thurman. Um, she was apparently in Arrow and Supergirl, or she was, um, like, mentioned, like, she was brought up. I don't remember, because I didn't watch Arrow or Supergirl. She's obviously been in multiple cartoons. She was in Batman the Animated Series. Which is one of her best appearances yes, ever. She was in T-Titans Go, and she was in Batman the Brave and the Bold. 
Yes. She's also been in multiple video games such as Lego Batman, <laughs> Arkham Asylum, Injustice, and Batman Dark Tomorrow. Batman Dark Tomorrow sounds like Batman's cover band. <laughs> and to finish it off, because I didn't read it at the beginning because it's on the sheet. So my sources, obviously Wikipedia, Comic Vine, and Fandom. But I also actually, when I was writing this, read uh, Secret Origins 36. I read Gotham City Sirens. I read the few issues that I mentioned of Harley Quinn. I read all of Harley Quinn and Poison Ivy. And I read that one issue of Injustice 2, number 70. So, yeah, so bringing it back. Bringing it back. And that is Ivy, who always will have a special. I think I picked her first, too, because Ivy was the first comic character I ever cosplayed. Oh. Yeah, so, like. was she mine, too? She was. Yeah, I think we might have had this conversation when we did this. We definitely did. Yeah. So but like yeah, she was always, my first one too. Always has a special place well, in my heart. I've been I've been cosplaying for a long time before, but like I was never super into comics until a little bit later, even though I watched it. But like yeah, I had she a, my first comic book costume. Like comic book villain and superhero birthday party in high school. And I was poison ivy for that. Mm-hmm. But I just had my normal hair. Yeah. It was like super long. Yeah, no. It was the ugliest and worst dress ever because it was just like several pieces of fabric because I didn't even use a pattern. Thought yeah, I knew what course, I was doing. Of course, of course. Put it on and was like, oh no, fuck. Yeah. Um, and it was the first the year I made. And it. then yeah, the other one was the first Super Mega Fest, and I, I was going to say it was my first Super Mega Fest I went to and Free Comic Book Day. Yeah, I, ever did. I bought a um a, like leotard off eBay, and then. Jess hemmed it for me and let me borrow one of her wigs. There you go. Yep. And I already own green fishnets because that's the type of human that I am. So by the time I did her, I was already more into cosplay. I actually glued leaves to a bodysuit. I remember yours. We'll have to um, post pictures of yeah. both of ours. I've actually, I have two versions yeah, of Yeah, I was going to say, I also of, have two. Of, um, so we'll Ivy. Just, that's perfect because I also have two okay. versions besides my like first original version, which I don't know if I can find a picture of. And if I can, it's embarrassing. So I'll probably post it for <laughs> you guys because everything else in my life is embarrassing. Why the here. fuck not? Yeah. <laughs> You've already listened to all of my embarrassing anecdotes. You might as well see my embarrassing pictures. And to be fair, the dress looks like shit. My legs look incredible. (laughs) Goddamn. Yeah. So, so yeah, 44, almost on 45. Otherwise, everyone, stay safe. Get vaccinated. Chris Evans. (laughs) Um, Make sure you rate, review, subscribe. Or all of my bits. (laughs) Dog bit from Goosebumps and fucking Billy Zane <laughs> and uh, Norman Osborn's hair. I would like you guys to rate, review, subscribe. I would also like you to email me about how cute my dog is. He's so cute. He's so fucking cute. He's a toasted marshmallow. Yep. I'm going to bite off He's his great. ears. Um, you can find us on Apple Podcasts, which is where you rate, review, subscribe. And then you can find us on Spotify. We're also on the ESO network and on Podbean. Otherwise, everyone, stay safe, get vaccinated, wear your mask, and we will see you next Tuesday. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) I tried so hard and got so far.
You're a bad job. <laughs> I, Martha, you're being a bad job. Chill the fuck out. <laughs> this has been a broadcast of the ESO Network. Be part of the crew and help support our shows by donating to our ESO Patreon or by shopping for the Tee Public Store, which can all be found at esonetwork.com. The ESO Network, your station for all things geek.